Hello, everybody! I'm doing it! Welcome to the first episode of the Hero Podcast. I am delighted that I finally gotten my ass in gear and started. Um, yeah, a year in the offing. I've been wanting to do this for forever but I really last August I said that's it I'm gonna do it by September and you know what life is life things happen um you know it just didn't happen till now but hey you know what I'm just getting on with it now I'm going for it um my name is Nikki Hoyne Uh, I am the hostess with the mostess here at the hero podcast and this is episode one which is all about why it's about who I am why have I decided to podcast like, why did I call it Hero? And um, what you can expect from this podcast. I'm so excited. This is going to be awesome. Um, so to kick it off, um, I'm just going to say, this is my first episode. I'm learning. I'm just going to go for it, have the chats, um, see how things go. And, you know, I just want to be real. I'm not really into editing things and, you know, trying to just get rid of, if you hear a background noise, I'm sure you can deal with this, you know, like I'm actually, I'm podcasting from London, very near to London City Airport. There's a lot of seagulls around. I'm down near the river. So it is what it is. Um, but anyway, so who the hell is Nikki Hoyne? I am, I'm me. I'm Nikki Hoyne. I am from Kilkenny in Ireland. So it is in the southeast, not Killarney. Everyone goes, oh, I know that place. Like, not Killarney, Kilkenny, southeast, um, gorgeous, beautiful medieval city. I grew up in a little town near there called Thomastown and I've been a messer since day one, pretty much. Um, I come from a very entrepreneurial family. Um, so it is a genetic thing. Um, I've gone on to own my own business, which has been the best fun. Um, but really, it kind of goes back to who I am. I'm a bit of a messer. I always just, my whole goal in life has to be, has been to be happy and to enjoy myself. And that is down to my parents who really instilled in me to be optimistic and positive and to be happy. And if you focus on your happiness, lo and behold, everything else just seems to fall into place. You end up doing the things you do. You end up hanging out with the people that you want to hang out with. And I don't know, I just think it's the meaning of life. Be freaking happy. Um, I, I wish kind of I can put in here and I'll put a link um, in the I'll put a link to it but I actually did a TED talk uh, last Christmas I did a TEDx talk um, and it was kind of like why are people so afraid to talk about death you got to realize that you're going to die so you've got one life and you need to be happy and it's kind of my ethos and who I am and where how I got there um, and people who do know me and would know me in Ireland or wherever from being on social media because of my business would be like whoa your energy your positivity and it's really that simple you know I can't take credit for it like my parents made me this way my grandfather lived to be 105 um you know in his lifetime this is what I talk about in, in my in my TEDx so go and watch it um but uh in his lifetime I was, when I was a kid, he was finished career, finished all of that. He'd been through life. He'd kind of seen a lot of stuff. He'd seen everything, moon landing, cars, the internet, televisions, you know, you name it. He'd, uh, he'd seen it happen. And um, I suppose I spent a lot of time with him as a kid with my grandparents and they were really, you know, 
they just wanted you to be happy. Like that's kind of what it's all about. So to get into kind of not a very long-winded version, um, but who am I? So I'm Nikki. Um, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> um, I, yeah, so I was a messer in school. I didn't do a great leaving cert. Leaving cert would have been our exams. So I kind of finished school, high school, school, um, uh, in 2000, um, at 18 and didn't do great exams, got away with it. I'm not, I'm a smart cookie. I'm not silly. You know, I, I could blag things. Let's just say I blagged my way through my leaving cert and I did an okay leaving cert for someone who didn't pick up a book, but I didn't get into college. Um, and I went and did a, a theater course cause I was just obsessed with Shakespeare and kind of period stuff. Um, and I just loved all that kind of thing and history and the arts and just kind of messing that you didn't have to learn anything that you could go in every day and play. Uh, so juvenile. But anyway, so that's what I did. Um, a lot of people don't know that. I don't kind of talk about it that much. And people say, how can you do be on camera so well? I'm like, well, I did train for three years of kind of doing improvisation. So just talking and kind of getting away with it I think but uh yeah so when I finished that I suppose I matured I needed to blow off steam maybe I needed to get all that like brattery out of me and by the time I was finishing up I was like do you know what I don't really want to go into theatre I want to do something that makes me really productive I want to learn something um so I went to college wow in IADT had a new course relatively new uh, IADT the Institute of Art Design and Technology in Dunleary in Dublin and I did entrepreneurship and I loved it and I found it really easy and it was all quite common sense because I would have grown up in an entrepreneurial family my first job I was about three uh putting pipes together with my brother we used to put the spare parts packs together if you think like screws that you get in an Ikea box that's what we used to do when we were little um we didn't get paid till we were older <laughs> we were probably about like eight nine we get 50p delighted with ourselves off to the sweet shop but yeah so I kind of had a work ethic instilled in me um my dad's an amazing businessman and I'm a bit of a chip off the old block which is great in a way but in another way it's a lot of pressure that you have to be you know better and whatnot but um it's great, but I had something to live up to, if you know what I mean. So I did entrepreneurship and I loved it. And I came top of my class and it was brilliant. It was very practical. And that's the one thing I say now kind of that has been said to me. And I'm like, that's so true. You know, when I came out of college, I started, went straight into working with a marketing company, a field marketing company, FMI in Dublin with Libby Keeling, who was my best boss ever. And I um there was another another couple of guys there who'd come straight out of I think UCD and Trinity and stuff and really my practical skills just meant I was like well able because the course was so practical you know we did business plans and we used excel and we're I think it's different now I don't know it's been like nearly 20 years but um it's more, you know, it's it, it was much more practical than going into a lecture theatre and learning stuff off. They were very book smart. They knew the ins and outs, but I could put a presentation together. I could use Excel and, you know, and these are the kind of things you need when you go out in the workforce. So that was, yeah. So in my 20s, I would have travelled a lot in the summers and I worked for some field sales field marketing so if you remember back in the day you'd have traffic lights and they'd be handing out chocolate bars that's the kind of stuff that I do I would run those things manage them um 
And then along came the recession and I ended up, I'm so jammy, you know, I'm so jammy. I ended up in Australia working with Nintendo, but it actually ended up finishing up three weeks early. Long story short, I don't even know, I don't want to get into it, but long story short, it finished early. Um, and I, And I was like, oh my God can I just stay here for three months and go traveling? And this was in 2009, the recession had hit. Everyone at home was kind of freaking out. And I was like, well, I'm going to be happy and have the crack. So I actually stayed on there and I traveled around, sent all my luggage home and bought some clothes and traveled around and had an amazing time. And when I came home, I, there was no new project. So I worked kind of, I'd left FMI at this stage. I went to a company in the UK um, a field, another field marketing company and I was working remotely in Ireland for them heading up different events and stuff so I've worked with brands like Sony and Nestle and Diageo um, Luxottica I can't even think Dambia would have done all that if you remember if you're my age well younger than me if you remember at being at college and Avonmore were doing like circus tent activities I was the one who organised that so that's what I did. I worked in all these, like with all these massive, amazing big brands and it they were all so random and it was all just different things. And I kind of have said, I say now, if you lived your life backwards, it would all make absolutely perfect sense. I thought I was just the most random going from here to there, from like chocolate bars to electronics, to mobile phones, to milk, <laughs> like everything. And I was like, this is so random and just popping up in different countries um, and then I ended up moving to London by pure chance. I was asked, did I want to come um, by the marketing company? So when I came back from Australia, which was in 2009, um, I came back from Australia and there wasn't actually a project. They were like, um, Nikki, did you? Because they offered to me to go to Spain. I was like, do you know what? No, I want uh, to come home. I didn't, I didn't want to go to Spain. Um, so I ended up working for my dad for a couple of months. So he owned, he owned a bathroom company. Um, so I went working there just kind of it was the summer I was having a bit of crack and was working away there and then got a call from the, the marketing agency they worked in London they were right we do a project uh, will you come to uh, London to do it you can commute over and back it's working with Diageo and I was like do you know what sure I'll come over for the three months it was a three months t- trial and then there'll be a new project so I was like okay fine let's do that so uh, off I went to London packed my bags off I went and I did the trial, stayed on a little bit longer, and then I decided I wanted to work with a brand. So lo and behold, as luck would have it, I ended up um, interviewing for Elizabeth Arden, who were launching new, they were launching Jay-Z and Britney Spears uh, fragrances, and they were like, um, we need an events person. Sure, lo and behold, there was I, in the right, right place, the right time, and yeah, ended up working at Elizabeth Arden, stayed there for two and a half years. Was the most, was probably the most challenging crazy like I learned so much you know you did everything people think wow it's big and it is a big massive international brand but I think it was 40 something of us in head office in London which covered the UK and Ireland and I was heading up the Boots account which was the biggest account in the business and therefore had all the eyeballs on it so it was amazing like when I look like now I wish I'd stay there longer it was it was so hard and you'd work so late some nights and you know like it was just so many personalities and but it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. And 
I loved it. I knew Britney Spears fragrance, like down to the bottle, like how many lights sell. And we sold like 360, not 360, it was 300, I forgot my numbers out, 325,000 pieces of Britney Spears Midnight Fantasy in Christmas 2012, I'm going to say. It could have been 2011, but mental. Yeah. In like six weeks to Christmas in Boots Alone. Mental. Anyway, sorry, getting way off track. Anyway, but so that's what I did. And I, I worked with brands and I was there for two and a half years. And then I moved to Cody, who are out in Wimbledon. Um, they very much the same thing. I went into Cody Prestige, worked on the Boots account um, and worked with, they own Calvin Klein, Marc Jacobs, like loads of different brands. Let me think, Yope, they own Philosophy. They own, they own everything. They own Rimmel and like millions of brands. Um, I'm trying to even think, Yop, what did we launch? Mark Jacobs. We launched Mark Jacobs Dot. Insane. It was so, it was just insane. Like we had like dotty post boxes, all sorts of things. It was just so cool. Um, and then, but then I kind of was getting fed up of being in um, London and I was like, oh, it's kind of crazy here. I am the most observant person in the world. I used to walk down the street and I literally spot like 10 famous people because I just saw everything. And I suppose which leads on to my chosen career and it all kind of makes sense. And it goes back to when you live your life backwards, it all makes sense. So I decided, yeah, I definitely want to get out of London. I want a new adventure. I want to go to New York or Sydney or Hong Kong or LA or somewhere amazing. And I packed up my bags, bought a car, packed the car, filled the car and drove home. And I had a job, actually I had a job, sorry. My dad was, they were going into France and they were gonna um, do some stuff in France. And it was very like what I was, had been doing. So it was on the ground sales, sales on the ground stuff, you know, and um, managing the account, managing France. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll do that for a while. But in the back of my head, it was kind of, you know, I'd been in London and people were like, oh, I thought you were a chip off the old block. I thought you were going to start your business by the time you were 30. And I was having a great time and I was like, oh gosh. And it was a recession. I had a friend who was in business and she was like, oh my goodness, it's so freaking hard. But uh, she's still flying it. She'll go up uh, on Stylefish. She's still doing her thing. I don't know, like nine or 10 years later. I think she's like nine years in business now. Um, So that was kind of that was the crack I came back to Ireland took the French job but in the back of my head it was just press and reset and I was like right I'll come home now and I'll do this yeah sure I'll take this job and do this and maybe it'll be good um I spoke I spoke French but uh the French wouldn't say I spoke French if you know what I mean if you're not kind of French local you're not French um so I went and worked in France on day one I hated it I just was like I can't get passionate about showers I just can't. Where is the glamour? Where is the creative, like the polka dots and the dot and like, you know, all the, just the fashion brands, the accessories, all of that. Like I just was like, day one, no way. I can't like walk around warehouses. Like you walk around warehouses, I walk around warehouses now in my job, but it was just, I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, so I stuck it out for a while, but it just wasn't for me. And I was like, right, this is the point now. This is where I need to do my own thing. Because I suppose I suppose at the time I didn't realise, but that's what was going on in my head and my subconscious. Everything was kind of falling into place. I had all this experience. I was home. It was going to be cheaper. And my whole life, while everyone else was saving up for 
all sorts of things. I always had a nest egg. That was my like my adventure nest egg. My I'm going to do something big someday. And this is my nest egg. So I actually had saved up a year's salary and enough to kind of bootstrappy start a business. So I started my business in. So I quit the job after it was almost a year. Um, December 2013, I finished. No, yes. December 2013 and I year after I come home from London, is that right? Yeah. And I decided to go for it. So I sat down on the, not the 1st of January, the 2nd of January, because we were all hung over on the 1st of January. Um, I sat down on the 2nd of January and started my business, My Shining Armour. So where did the idea come from? It's funny, I say to people now that I wouldn't have seen for years, like people went to school or people went to college and they were like, you were always going to do something like that. But like, I didn't realise that. I didn't know what I was doing. I was taking all these random jobs and all these random places, working on these random brands. And the only thing that really was in, in common was that there were big brands that like it was so important where the dots were on Mark Jacobs. You know, we'd get artwork that would have been sent over to New York to get approval from Mark Jacobs head office. And they come back saying there's too many daisies. Like that was the world I lived in where it was all about the detail. And um, that's what I was all about. Like, I loved my accessories when I was a little kid. I was always, like, wearing mad stuff. And I loved, like, a pop of colour. I always, always, always had, like, mad shoes, mad bags, mad big massive earrings, like, crazy stuff. And it just made sense. And Instagram came along. So when I was in London, I'd gotten an iPhone. And I suppose I went into the iPhone store, downloaded the first, like, the top 10 free apps. And one of them was Instagram. And it was only up and running a very short time. I remember Lauren Conrad was on it and she'd get 50 likes and be on the most popular page. I remember that. Like, I remember being like, wow, 50 likes, jeez. You know, and I loved it. And I love, I was so visual. I'm so into accessories and details. And I saw these different bloggers and I was like, bloggers, these girls posting their outfits and they tag like a necklace they'd have a necklace on or there's something and I was like oh and I'd go in and I'd see it was just it was some person with a side hustle who'd set up a website and they were selling statement jewelry and I was like I can do that and I can do it way better I can get nicer stuff and I just have the marketing know-how I've got the business instinct I was like I can do this and I can make a, a brand of this I can really do something with this and it kind of sat in the back of my head um, it had sat in the back of my head so that was when I was in London so another year or more passed and it niggled away and I kept seeing this going on and I was loving Instagram and I just was like I'm gonna do this um, and saying it to friends I have a very close friend Sir Jane hi Sarah Jo and uh, I said to her I was like I'm gonna start a business and this was probably in the summer of 2013 and she was like yeah Nick sure you're always gonna do that you know, I think it takes other people to hold a mirror up to you. And I was like, yeah. And that was, I think, the day where I was like, yeah, I was always going to do this. So off I went. I sat down the 2nd of January, 2014, and I signed up for a digital marketing course because although I was a sales and marketing head, account manager, I didn't actually, apart from my business degree, have like marketing, marketing skills, especially digital marketing skills. Because really, when I'd have come out of college, I could never have done what I've, I've done because the technology wasn't there. It would have cost a bomb to start a website and there was no social media to back it up with and it just wasn't possible so I uh bought some I bought some samples already and I'd 
decided on what I was going to do and I got my branding done and I built my website myself I bootstrapped everything the only thing I didn't do was get my logo I did someone did my logo for me um I pretty much I think did design it in the end as in I was like okay take the O do something with the O um and it's called My Shining Armour as in and the name My Shining Armour people love to hear the story came from the so I wanted a name that I had to live with that I wouldn't get bored of because I get bored so easily and had to mean something to me so I decided I just used to be like wall pink wall or tree pink tree or like purple zebra and I nearly called it after my nieces Kate and Sophie but the name wasn't available and I thank the lord of that because there's actually so many businesses out there that are like Rosie and Jim like I'm just giving examples or like you know like whatever it is that they're two names and it's great and they're cute names and they mean something but Kate and Sophie and Sophie and Kate wasn't available so I just said no I'm gonna get a name that means something to me and so I was trying to pick everything and it was months like it was months in and I was running in Kilkenny in the castle park we have a beautiful medieval castle in Kilkenny stunning if you ever are if you're not from Ireland or if you are from Ireland you've never been down in you can go inside it's been restored exactly like it's something out of the crown it's stunning um uh it's so cool and it's all as it was and the beds are tiny and they've got all the stories like the Hitler story and all that's cool Kilkenny is so cool so cool takes moving away to go home to go wow this is awesome and I now live in Kilkenny. I'm walking to town. It's just the best place. It's the best place. Um, anyway, so I was around the castle park. I'm looking at the castle. And I'm like, castle, knights around table, here. And, and I suppose when you start a business, you've got this fire in your belly. You've got this, I'm going to do this. No one's going to boss me around. No one's going to tell me what to do. I was even more kind of independent and that kind of thing than I would already be. And I'm unreal, like I'm so not headstrong, but I just do me very self-sufficient, let's say. Not high maintenance. You wouldn't be minding me because I'm too busy minding myself and trying to do everything for myself. Um so I had this kind of phrase in my head, like be your own hero, do for yourself. And be be your own hero kind of stuck on my head. So I was like, castle, knights around table. I was like, I don't need a knight. I'm doing this on my own. I'm going to be my own hero. And I went, oh my gosh. And I rang my mum. I was like, my shining armour. Or sorry, be your own hero. Sorry. 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 See, I'm not going to edit. I'm just going to go keep going. Basically, it wasn't like, be your, be your own hero, but knights of the round table. I was like, I don't need a man. I'm going to be my own shining armour. And it tied in with the jewellery and it was perfect. And I rang my mum. I was like, my shining armour. And she was like, I absolutely love it, Nick. So my mom's the most positive person in the world. Like, I swear to God, people, how are you so optimistic all the time? She's like positivity on speed. Like she is just the most positive person and stubborn like my grandfather as well. So positive, a stubborn, positive person. Yeah. So yeah, so she's made me really just like positive and stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so yeah, so it was called My Shining Armour and I was like, it's absolutely perfect and it tied in with the jewellery it meant something it was like be your own hero you're gonna do it like and it's all about like I've always been able to put uh, outfits together in my head and I've always like when people say do you like this do you think I should wear this I'm like where would you want if you like it like I'm very like really firm that belief like if you like something wear it who cares what anyone else thinks like who cares um 
so uh so that was it and I went and that was it and we went for it it was my shining armor and we launched on the 4th of April um 2014 so the 4th the 4th 2014 and yeah haven't really looked back since it has been brilliant like it's been a roller coaster we're now it is now when you're listening it is August 2018 so we're over the four-year mark big things coming up very shortly I'm quite excited about love change like love to change everything up um so that's exciting and yeah it's kind of the so my shining armor is an accessories business so it's for everything from we started with jewelry and then we added like makeup bags and then there was homewares added and you know we do faux fur in the winter sunglasses in the summer I design my own bags like my own hero bags I absolutely am like obsessed with them and so proud of them and I was asked did I want you know how do I feel what I like to design my own range I was like absolutely and I had the designs the next day because they literally had lived in my head for my lifetime um and yeah and the the thing about my shining armor which sets it all apart is like in a world where everyone wants the cheapest they don't really care where something came from or who made it my shining armor is about quality is about like just that feeling you get when you get so excited about something like that feeling of like oh my god I love this and and our packaging and everything lends itself to that. So the whole experience from when you kind of find, discover the brand and it's covered on Instagram, like, oh my God, I need that mug or I need that, whatever it is, I need to have it. And it's all about the butterflies you get. So if you walk into a shop and you try on something and it just gives you that warm, fuzzy butterflies in your stomach, oh my goodness, like that feeling, I'm getting it right now thinking about it. Um, that feeling, that's what from day one I wanted to recreate that I'm not about brown envelopes I'm about it's all about like oh my goodness and my shining armor packages come and we just want you to feel special um and it's been yeah it's been mad five months in I got a call one day I used to babysit the twins they were like two they're a year older than my shining armor they um I used to babysit them on a Thursday that was like my little income um and I the, I was minding them on Thursday great things used to happen on Thursdays when I had them I got a call from Shelly Bella the fashion director of Cosmopolitan magazine in London I and I didn't I was like Bella, you know when you're just kind of frazzled and the twins were there and they're like pottering around the place screeching and I was like oh no I thought I didn't even think I thought this is an intern this is like someone who's just pulling stuff together turns out fashion director I nearly died like I kind of was like yeah and I was like oh my god let me know and she wanted stuff the next day in New York for she was going to New York fashion week so it was September she was going to New York fashion week they were doing a shoot she'd gotten the pieces through and she was just like oh my goodness and I've been on your website can I get more of these and I was like yeah sure no problem it was like one o'clock in Kilkenny and I don't know why it never occurred to me that I could have just gotten on a plane because I would have. I absolutely would have hand delivered them to her. But I suppose I learned in my career can do attitude. I just went, absolutely, Shelley. Yeah, we'll get them over to you. No problem. And I was looking at these two kids that I was minding till five o'clock. And I was like, how on earth am I going to get these to London? But it's a story I'll tell another time. But um, it's a gas story. Just I am. Um, anyway, I'm, do you know what? Can do attitude. I made it happen. She had them the next day and off she went to New York and I had to just wait and see. And the November issue of Cosmopolitan came out and we were in 
we were in it like three or four times in the most amazing shoot and we also ended up in the gift guide that was in that was in cosmopolitan and men's health magazine it was just like oh my god it was amazing and it's just still the most exciting thing um other great things that I was asked to do a TEDx talk I was like holy crap that was amazing um I got a letter I think my proudest moment I must say is a letter I got from um the jewelry editor of Vogue magazine like I nearly another thing happened on a Thursday nearly died and I was like screeching at the twins going oh my god Vogue and they were like just smiling and nodding at me like laughing and Nikki was jumping around going oh my god just got on the email it was just like it was amazing it was amazing it was like wow you know and you can imagine how many packages this lady gets and she was impressed and she wrote me an email to say look can't guarantee anything but hopefully you know you'll go in the magazine they've gone to a shoot didn't get in the magazine then which was I think it was in 2016 it was like oh springtime 2016 didn't get into the magazine because it turned out Kate Moss was styling the shoot and I don't think statement jewellery is big statement jewellery is really Kate Moss so she passed on it and it was a cool shoot and I actually did mind it all because that still to this day I don't think anything would ever top an email from the jewellery editor Vogue I actually don't think like we got into the magazine then later in the year like in the December November December issue they're all framed on the wall every big magazine is framed on the wall and in the office but uh yeah the letter like I did nothing will ever top that she acknowledged my business and said I did a great job and I was just like wow like holy cow how many packages does she get so anyway that's that as well we trended on twitter we last summer 2017 we did a big massive pop-up shop in Dublin that just like everyone was so supportive it was freaking amazing um it was probably uh, it was like a four-day, five-day wedding. Like, it was the most stressful thing ever. I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I was on my feet. I was on the whole time because um my brand, I put myself out there a lot. And I think people just came in. They wanted to chat. So I wanted to chat to everyone. I wanted them to have the best experience. I wanted them to be excited and feel the butterflies. So it's amazing so yeah and of course of course like there's been absolute loads nothing ever that ever broke me or got me down or anything because I just I really think like negative things that happen they make you better like you know for failure is really good like I went to this Facebook seminar once and like fail hard fail over and over and over and over again fail harder fail 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 and that's kind of their attitude to ads it's like if you get it wrong you learn what's wrong do you know um it was a Facebook ad training session but um yeah fail 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 I don't you know I don't I think you hear people and they're having a hard time like I have a hard time all the time it's always hard it's always something that I'm like oh my god what have I done because you're finding your way like I'm no expert in finance and tax and law and whatever it is like I you know I just go with my gut go with my instinct and I think if you're being kind and you're being good to people and you're doing the best job you can, you can't really beat yourself up over that. And um, I've learned, you know, not to be so trusting. Not even not to be so trusting. I'm a very kind person. And I can sometimes, I just can be too kind sometimes and too nice. And when someone needs to be, you know, given, when someone's kind of taking the piss out of me, do you know what I mean? Um, I can let them, which is bad. So yeah that's one thing I've learned go with your gut but your gut 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 the biggest thing I've learned go with your gut and your gut will always scream at you when something's not right the gut will tell you um 
so yeah so that's kind of that's me I suppose I've left out big massive chunks but where we're at now is I'm currently splitting my time between London and Kilkenny which I'm loving um and yeah just working really hard we've a big thing coming up soon which is fantastic and I'm really excited about I'm really excited to start this podcast um I've been meaning to do it for a year and it's just something I've gotten really into I like love love listening I love social media and I love kind of what pop culture I suppose and podcasting is kind of pop culture it's kind of what people are doing and I think personally like I I like watching videos but I never have the time like I've never sat down and watched a lot I don't really watch tv I'm just busy you know doing what makes me happy like working or hanging out with my friends or really you know whatever it is like doing my bloody laundry I don't like doing that but I have to do it um you know and, and I don't get a lot of time but um so I never really sit down I suppose it's, the, it's us as well like we're all kind of multitasking but I never sit down and watch a YouTube video um but I love podcasting. I will listen to podcasts in the morning when I'm getting ready for work, when I'm traveling. I would listen to podcasts on flights. Um, you know, in London, you're kind of trekking somewhere whenever you're going somewhere. So like, I'll listen to them then. And it's just easy. You can multitask. So I can be cooking. I can be like getting ready in the morning. So I'll get a good hour's podcast or two, two podcasts done in the morning, which I think is brilliant. Um, and I love them. I love, I love kind of searching people that I like and finding them being interviewed or them being chatted to. And that's what I, I, I really like. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of why I'm doing it. It's not, I'm not trying to make money. I'm not trying to like promote anything. I'm just kind of really just love the idea of it. It's like we all downloaded Instagram and enjoy sharing pictures. I kind of want to chat, share stories, like, and just meet people. Um, yeah, but the ones that I, uh, the ones that I would listen to, I'm kind of thinking, I listen to kind of different podcasts, but at the moment I'm listening, I love I, I, How I Built This. I think everyone listens to How I Built This. It's a brilliant podcast. Um, I've been listening to Second Life by um, My Domain, Hilary Kerr. I love her. I met her at South by Southwest and she's just so nice. Oh my gosh. You know, sometimes you're a bit afraid to meet people because you're like, oh, they're not going to be so nice. She was just unreal. She was so lovely. Um, I listened to Gary V because I just like his business chat and I like, I could listen to him on speed up because I think I've heard all his messages a gazillion times, but there's always a nugget. This is what I love about them, especially the business ones. There's always a nugget of information that you're like, yes, yes. Um, bit of blind boy, um I'm forgetting now but I just I like to search people or if someone's like oh this is a really good episode I like to listen um I suppose we're all relatively new to it so we're just kind of feeling our way um so why did I call it the hero podcast well I suppose I've explained about my shining armor and I have my hero bags and be your own hero and I suppose I was like well I don't want to call it Nikki Hoyne podcast because that doesn't really mean anything and I you know what it's like anything you start you're not really sure it's more like conversational there'll be business chat there mightn't be business chat some days like you know I'm really interested in people's stories and what you can find from that you always just find something you know have you listened to this and you've realized that oh my god my life is so random but look Nikki ended up in the right place in the end and and so it's kind of that um it's it's feeling the way and who knows it could turn into 
God knows what it could turn into. It could turn into about being about accessories. It could be all about business. But I feel like it's all about people and it's all about stories and it's all about listening to different stories. And I'm not the hero, absolutely not. It's not about me. It's kind of an outlet for me to just have a bit of fun and have to chat because I could talk forever. Um, and yeah, I think the heroes are the everyday people that tell their stories and you go, wow, that's amazing. And um, they don't have to kind of be a big name or anything. Um, so I suppose that's it. I'm going to wrap it up there. I'm not going to keep it going on forever. But um, I will put the links to the TEDx um, down below. I'll listen back and I'll see if there was anything else um, that I'll link down below. But I'll put my Instagram, the Hero Podcast Instagram, at the Hero Podcast, the Nikki Hoyne, my me is at Nikki Hoyne. If you've got any questions, DM on Instagram. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited to hear how what everyone thanks and if you've listened thank you so much for listening to the end um it's been it's cool i'm just excited and again as i said who knows what will come of this (laughs) sorry to come to such an abrupt end um i could spend two weeks trying to figure out how to just edit and that kind of thing but you know what i'm just gonna go Go with freestyle for the moment. Thank you all so much. Have an awesome rest of your day and I will see you on the next episode.